Well, good morning. Uh, Please turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. And here's what I want to do this morning. I want to read to you Proverbs chapter 10, and I want to read to you the first five verses... And in doing that, I want to show you and prove to you that we are in a completely different section of Proverbs. I'm going to read the first five verses, and I want you to see the difference from chapters 1 to 9 to the verses that we're reading now. So let me read the first five verses just to show you what we're dealing with. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father. But a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And it continues on like that for the rest of the Proverbs. And what you will notice, here's the difference that you will notice. Every single verse that I read, I read four verses. And in the first four verses, you have four different topics. In verse 1, he talks about the son and the father and mother, the son and his parents. In verse 2, the topic is treasures and wickedness and righteousness. In verse 3, the topic is righteousness and wickedness and hunger. In verse 4, the topic is being lazy or working diligently. So in the first four verses of chapter 10, you've got four different topics. And that's how Proverbs works for the rest of the book. Every single verse almost has a different topic. And so what you've got to decide as one who's teaching it, how are we going to do it? Am I going to go through it verse by verse and we just do a different topic after different topic after different topic? That is going to be impossible and we would be all over the place. The first nine chapters of Proverbs works like this. In in chapters 1 to 7, you have the father-son speech. In chapters 8 to 9, you have wisdom speaking, the wisdom speeches. And then from chapters 10 all the way to the end, you have wise sayings. One proverb after another, one topic after another. So what we're going to do is something quite different. I won't be preaching through the chapters consecutively like I usually do and normally do and like we should do. And the reason I won't do that is because we're in a different section. What we're going to do instead is talk about different topics and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have to say about my marriage? Lord, what do you have to say about my money? Lord, what do you have to say about my speech? We're going to look at all these different topics and take the Proverbs. Here's what I've done. I've read through the Proverbs and I've got them all into themes and put them all together and we're going to deal with those themes. So this morning, the first theme I thought we would deal with through the Proverbs that we see as you read the Proverbs is the theme of our plans, our plans. I was going to talk about something else, but I changed my mind. I was going to talk about another theme, but I changed my mind. Thankfully, I changed my mind on Monday instead of Saturday, which is always good. Uh, But I, I thought we would talk about our plans. And the reason I wanted to talk about our plans is this. My plans and your plans over the last two years have been so frustrating to make. It is really hard and really difficult to make plans for our lives. 
Because you try and plan a wedding over the last two years and you've had to cancel it. You try and plan a party, you've had to cancel it. You try and plan a flight, you've had to cancel it. All our plans are getting frustrated. Even as a church, we have experienced the frustrations of our planning. We decided for ourselves that we we would test out Sunday morning services for the very first time. And so we picked the date, the worst date in history to pick, March the 8th, 2020. And that was the plan. Hey, lads, here we go. We're launching off. It's going to be great. And the very next Sunday, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to a phone. We made our plans. I made our plans. And even a good plan. I mean, Lord, we're starting a church. I mean, let us start the church. Surely you want us to do that. And yet, in God's providence and in God's plan, we couldn't start like we wanted to. All our plans get frustrated. And so as Christians, we need to, when we are making our plans or when we are making our decisions, I'm going to use that interchangeably, when we do that in our lives, we need to consider, God, what wisdom do you have? When I'm making my plans, what do you say about my plans? What are you telling me to do? Because you are going to make plans. You have plans for today. Hopefully, guys, you've made plans for today. If you haven't, the plan is you're going to get in trouble. If you have, the plan is hopefully it will be all good. You'll make plans for today. You'll make plans for next week. You'll make plans for this summer. The problem is, I think as Christians, sometimes we don't think about God in our plans. And we don't think about God's Word when we make our plans. And that's a real problem. It's a real problem. So the first uh, verse that I want to point out to you and show you about our plans is Proverbs 21, 5. Let's see if I can get this up or if it's working. It's not going to work. You're going to have to turn it for me, I guess. Or maybe it has to go over here. See if you can figure that out. Anyway, it's Proverbs 21, verse 5. I want to have it on the screen for you. And the reason I want to have it on the screen for you is because I'm going to go through many different verses. And we're going to look at many different verses. The first is Proverbs 21, verse 5. And I think the principle behind this verse for our plans is this. When you are making your plans, when you are making your decisions, take your time. Proverbs 21, verse 5 says this. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. What this is saying is be diligent in your planning. It's up. Yeah, great. Uh, Proverbs 21, verse 5. Yeah, thank you. What this is saying is be diligent in your planning. Take your time when you make your plans. Don't make them fast. Now, as we read this proverb, as you look at this proverb, here's what I want you to remember. There's two things that I want you to remember as you look at this proverb. The first thing, and this is just to help us read proverbs in general. The first thing I want you to remember about proverbs is proverbs are general truths and not guaranteed truths. So when we read this verse about our plans, you can make this mistake. If I make my plans diligently... And if I take my time, I'm going to be rich. And if I make my plans in a fast way, a hasty way, it's going to lead me to poverty. I'm going to be poor. And we read that as a guaranteed truth. So if I take my time, this says I'm going to have abundance. And if I go fast, this says, guarantees me, 
I'm going to be poor. Well, no, that's not how the Proverbs work. Proverbs are general truths, not guaranteed truths. They are wisdom. So the example I've given you before is this. If if a parent is teaching their child to cross the street and the parent says to the child, when you're crossing the street, I want you to look both ways. If you don't look both ways, a car is going to hit you. Now, that is a general truth. It is not a guaranteed truth. The child could walk across the road many times and not look both ways and not get hit by a car. But the general truth, the general wisdom is this. If you do that, you're probably going to get hit. So Proverbs, these kind of Proverbs, they're not really promises. They're probabilities. They're general truths. They're not guaranteed truths. We need to remember that as we read the Proverbs. The second thing you need to remember as you read this kind of proverb is this. Proverbs are for people who fear the Lord. They're for people who fear and trust in the Lord. So you might look at this verse and say, right, this gives me wise advice for my life. I'm to take my time. And you read Proverbs as kind of a self-help book or a tip book for your life. And you say, well, I can just take all the wisdom from Proverbs and I don't need God. I can just take all of the wisdom and leave God alone and leave God out of the picture. Sometimes we read Proverbs like that, but you can't. Why? Because Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says this, the beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. And then, that's at the start of the speeches, and then at the end of the speeches in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10, kind of like a bookend on either side of the speeches, guess what it says? The beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. So what does that tell us? If you are going to gain any wisdom from Proverbs, where do you need to start? You need to fear the Lord. You need to trust the Lord. You need to worship the Lord. So the only way all of this wisdom will have true benefit for you is if you have trusted in the Lord. Now let us take us back to the principle of the verse. Those are the two things to remember. Proverbs are general truths, not guaranteed truths. And Proverbs are for the people who fear the Lord. Now, what does this proverb have to tell us? The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who's hasty comes only to poverty. When you're making your plans or your decisions, take your time. There's wisdom in taking our time. Most of the big decisions in life, you do not need to rush them. I don't know about you, but sometimes there's a sense of panic in my life. I feel like I need to do something straight away. And I think it has something to do with all of the technology we have. Everything's happening so fast. I get an email beep. I get a message beep. I get a messenger beep. I get a WhatsApp beep. I get a, you know, all these different types of beeps on my phone. I get all these notifications. And you know what you can do? You can turn them off. You can turn them off. But there, our life is so busy and feel so impacted that, that that informs our decisions and we tend to come to our decisions and make them in a fast way. Whereas this proverb, this wisdom would say, no, be diligent in your decisions. Take your time in your planning. Now, of course, it is a proverb. There's sometimes you have to make a quick decision. If you're at the beach and there's a fellow drowning in the sea, you don't say to him, ah, you know what, I got to pray about this. Got to get on my knees. Got to think about it. Just, just wait there two seconds. He's like, I'm drowning. Help. You, you need to make that decision fast. 
Don't pray about it. Just run. Get into the sea. Help him. But in general, the general truth is, when you're making big plans for your life, take your time. You don't need to make the decision quickly. Our car got in a a bit of trouble a few weeks back. And we put it into the mechanic. And of course, we got the phone call. And we got the phone call. And it was like, this thing is going to cost us a lot of money. And on the phone, I I was panicked and I was talking with Luana. And it felt like, and the way he was talking to us, it felt like, I have to make this decision now. We have to make the decision now. So we started talking, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this decision? Like, you know, should we sell the car? Should Should we fix the car? Should we buy a new car? What should we do? And we're trying to make it on the phone. And then I thought to myself, hey, I can say, buy, hang up, and think about it. Don't have to make the decision straight away. You don't have to. We can take our time. And Proverbs would say, there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in that. And now there's two extremes to that, isn't there? Sometimes with our decision making. The one extreme is you make the decision really fast. And that's what most advertisements bank on. They bank on this fact. We have sales and they're lasting on Friday, they're lasting until Friday. You better buy this item now. What do they want you to do? They don't want you to think about your bank balance. They want you to buy. That's why they have timers on these sales and all this stuff. They want you to make the decision now. Remember, you don't have to buy in the sales. You don't have to. Listen, they have a for sale, but they're making their money. We can take our time with all these things. There's wisdom. Why? Because if you take your time and check your bank balance, you might say, that's not a wise purchase. But if you listen to them and they say, you have to buy it now. Well, I have to buy it now. Who cares if I'm going in debt? You look at the bank balance the next week, I don't have enough money. Take your time. So that's the first extreme. We, we, we go really fast. The other extreme, I think, is we take too much time and we go really slow. This can happen to me as well. So some of you are like, I make decisions really fast. I, I make the decision really fast. But he, he makes them way too slow. Don't tell him to be slower because he's so slow anyway. Here's my life. I've been invited to speak at four different things, kind of conferences or whatever they are, four different things. I reckon I can probably speak in the next few months, probably at one of them. Probably. And here's what I've done. I haven't answered any of them. Now, you could call that wisdom. He's praying and he's deciding. I'll tell you the truth. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to let the four people down. And so I think I want to say, I want to say yes to them all. Wisdom would say, don't say yes to them all, you big Egypt. But I need to take my time. But Proverbs seems to say there's an in-between. Take your time in your planning, but make your plan and decide. Be diligent about it and decide. So take your time. That's the first principle in our planning and in our decision making. And you say, why do I need to take my time? Do I need to take my time and delay just to delay? Do I need to do that just for delaying sake? No, because when you take your time with your decisions and your plans, it gives you enough time to talk to God. It gives you enough time to involve God in your decisions. When we make fast decisions, do you know what we probably don't do? We probably do not pray. And you see, God is the one who gives wisdom to His people. When we have a big decision in our life, we can talk to Him. Proverbs um, 
chapter 2, verse 6, would say this. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. So when you make your plans, take your time. The reason we need to take our time is because we should talk to God. Why? Because this verse tells us two things about God. God is the giver of wisdom and God is the source of wisdom. Why wouldn't you take your time? If God is the giver of wisdom and God is the source of wisdom, you can talk to God. Now let me tell you how weird my mind is. My mind is really weird when I read the scriptures. When I read this verse, here's what I thought about. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6, I read this verse and I thought about France. You say to yourself, you read the verse and say, Shane, I don't see France in there. Like, where is your mind going? Why does your mind go to France? Well, here's, here's how I think. I don't know why it happens to me, but when I read the Bible, sometimes I think of images and pictures and stories, and that's what comes to my head. So I read this verse and I, I thought of France. Here's what I thought of. Uh, on our summer holidays, when, when I was in, in primary school, we used to go to France. We used to take the ferry across the water to France. And, you know, the big bumps and all that kind of stuff. And we weren't the fancy family who had the cabin or whatever. We were just on the seats and we're all puking all over the place. We get over to the other side and it's a four-hour journey to our campsite. So... Our parents want to keep us quiet for four hours. How do you do that? Give them food. Give them stuff. So what they used to do is give us sweets. I'd have a packet of sweets. My brother would have a packet of sweets. Now, here's what you have with kids who have sweets. Kids who have sweets, you have sweet eaters and sweet savers. Guess which kind of person I was? The sweet eater. I got the bag and in five minutes, I'm eating that thing up. The bag is absolutely finished. My brother, what is he? He's a sweet saver. He saves his sweets. So I eat up all my sweets in about five minutes and I look to him and he still has all his sweets and he waves the bag at me. Hate him. Hate him. Waves the bag at me and I ask him, can I have some? What does he say? No. No. With kids, we have sweet savers and sweet eaters But you very rarely have sweet givers, do you? Very rarely. And sometimes, here's how I get to the verse. I don't know, but here's how I get to the verse. Sometimes we look at God and we think, He's got all this good stuff. He's got all this good stuff in in abundance. He's got all this sweet. And He's just waving it in front of us saying, It's not for you. You can't have it. I have all of this. He's, it, it, it's like we view God as he's, he's the annoying brother or sister who's like teasing us with all that he has and waving the sweets in front of us and saying, I'm not going to give that to you. I have it. It's mine. I'm not going to give that to you. But that's not what the verse says. It's not what the verse says. Our Lord, he gives. He's a giving God. He is not, he's not stingy. He does not hold back from you. He gives in abundance. See, I read John 3.16 and I read it like this. God, some people read it like God withheld His one and only Son. That's not what the verse says. The verse said God gave His one and only Son. For God so loved the world that He gave. God gives and He gives abundantly. 
the thief, he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life in abundance. He doesn't hold back from us. He gives to us. We've been given so much in the Lord Jesus Christ. The forgiveness of sins, righteousness, sanctification, justification, eternal life. He doesn't hold back from us. He gives abundantly to His children and He delights in giving. And so it is with His wisdom. The Lord gives to His children. He doesn't hold back from us. And so there are three wisdom books in the Old Testament. Job, Ecclesiastes, um, and Proverbs, probably Song of Solomon, you could say, but, but those three. And then there's one in the New Testament. And the one in the New Testament is James. And James talks about the giving nature of God when it comes to wisdom. James 1 verse 5 says this, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who does what? gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. That verse does not say the Lord holds back from us. No, what does that verse say? The Lord gives generously to us. So when you are making your plans for life and you're making your decisions for life and you say, I don't have a clue what to do. You're walking around to all the people in your life and saying, I don't have a clue what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't talk to God. And he won't be stingy. He will give you an answer. Hey Shane, how do you know that? The verse tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. That's good theology. The Bible tells me so. And if the Bible tells me so, it will be so. So Christian, when you're making your decisions... When you are making your plans, take your time and talk to God. Why would you not talk to Him when He will give in abundance to you? Take your time. And if you are not a Christian this morning, you could have this God and Savior in your life if you trusted in Him. If you gave yourself to Him and your life to Him, He will give His wisdom abundantly to you. If you trust in Him and ask Him for the forgiveness of your sins, you will get eternal life. He won't be saying, na, 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 I have all this. No, He will give to you abundantly eternal life. Why wouldn't you want that? The Lord is the one who gives wisdom. And the Lord, He is the source of all wisdom. Why would we not talk to Him? So we take our time so that we can talk to the Lord. But we also take our time so that we can talk to God's people. Not only that we talk to God, but we talk to God's people. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says this, Where there is no guidance, all people falls. A people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And Proverbs 24 verse 6 says this, For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. And Proverbs 15 verse 22, Without counsel plans fail, but with many advisors they succeed. 
You see, what some Christians decide to do is they say, I'm going to take my time with my decisions and I'm going to talk to God because it's me and him. It's me and him all the way. And, and, and Christians around us are, are, around them are, you know, just trying to get into that. Can I get in? Can I talk with you? Can I? No, no, it's just me and God. Me and God are going to make this decision. And when me and God are done with this decision, because I've got a direct line to him, him and me, we, we've got a direct line. And when I make that decision with him, I'll come and tell you. I'll come and inform you what me and God have decided. That's not a wise way of making your plans. That's not a wise way of making your decisions. Wisdom says, talk to God. And wisdom says, talk to God's people. Because I've told you before about the insane reality and truth is that when God saves His people, God indwells His people by the Holy Spirit. And that means all the people around you probably have some wisdom of God to give into your situation. And so this verse says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Now, let me ask you, is that a guarantee? Is that a promise? Please answer me. Is that a promise? No. If I'm, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do this plan, if I'm, if I'm gonna get many counselors, does that guarantee, if I ask everybody for advice, does that guarantee success? No, it is a general truth, not a guaranteed truth. And wisdom would say, you still follow that with the idea of going, I may get many counselors and this still may fail. And that's okay. So we need to talk to people. So who are the many counselors? You know, do I just go on to social media, my social media, my, my 1,000 followers, if you have them, and do I go on to social media and say, hey lads, I want to... Um, I want to buy it. I want to buy a new house or whatever. Uh, uh, what's your advice? How much should I pay? You know, help me with this decision, everybody. Do, do I just, are they all, like the Bible says, many counselors. I've got a thousand counselors at my disposal. Should I just ask them? Now, look, if you need a plumber, go and ask them. Hey, anybody know of a good plumber? And they all tell you, that's grand. But with the bigger decisions, with the bigger decisions in life, maybe they're not all your counselors. So who should your counselors be? Well, Proverbs would seem to suggest that those who fear the Lord, the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. So those who fear the Lord will have some wisdom. So who should your counselors be? Probably those who fear the Lord. Now, that's not saying in general grace, people who don't trust the Lord won't have wisdom because they probably will. And you can listen to them. But the reality is when it comes to our counselors, when it comes to our advisors, Who would the Lord ask us to ask? The people around you. The people in your local church. The people who God has put in your life. Ask them. Talk to them. What does that mean? Guys, you need to get to know them. It can't just be you and God making your decisions. Talk to many counselors. And what this means, I think it's some hyperbole here. He's not necessarily, what I mean by hyperbole is like over-exaggeration. He's not saying a hundred counselors. I think it's enough counselors that you get a diversity of opinion. So everybody knows, listen, everybody knows their cheerleaders. If I ask this person this question, they're going to say yes. So I'm going to ask them. I've asked their counselor. They're, They're in line with me. The good thing is ask a diversity of people, probably three Someone who's not going to be your cheerleader. And if they're not your cheerleader, that is a gift. If they are, are, are wise enough 
and bold enough to tell you what you don't want to hear, maybe they love you enough to help you in your life. And so what that's going to mean for us, if we get these counselors in our life, we need to make an effort as a church. As a church, we need to make an effort to get to know each other. And that's hard and that's going to take time. We're still coming out of COVID. We're still coming out of masks and the reality of that and what all that looks like. And our church, we've been fantastic and we've been patient with one another and we want to be. That's such a cute cry, sorry. (laughs) And we want to be patient with one another. But we need to talk to one another. So we've got a soup lunch next Sunday. What do we do? Come and talk to people. Say this, what's your number? Ask for it. Text people. Pray for people. Talk to people. It doesn't necessarily have to be be the church that arranges something, although hopefully we'll do that. Hopefully we'll have a church day away. Hopefully we'll we'll get the men together for some... We're we're not up for a hike anyway. I can tell you that, lads. We don't want to go up a mountain. But maybe we can eat together. Let's eat. Let's not climb. Let's eat. You know? Let's do that. Let's get to know each other. Let's do some of that stuff. But also, it doesn't mean... That the, that the church has to do it. Like, guys, we're adults. We can talk to each other. We can ask each other for a number. And we can invite each other over. We can have lunch. And then you can ask, hey, listen, I have this big decision to come coming up. Can you pray for that? Can you help me with that? So we need to talk to God. Talk to people. And the final thing I would say to you in our planning, in all our planning is this. You need to trust the Lord. You need to trust the Lord. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Learned it in a different way. Straight your paths. Trust in Him with your plans. Here's why we need to trust in Him. Proverbs 16 verse 1 says this. The plans of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Another translation says this, the heart of a man plans his way, listen to this, but the Lord determines his steps. You say, hold on a minute. You're not in charge. I'm in charge. I make the plans here, God. I'm the one who makes the plans here. You're not the one who makes the plans. It's me. It's me. Let me tell you what, you are 100% wrong. I can tell you that. Do you know why I can tell you that with such confidence? What were your plans for 2020? Did you make plans for 2020? What did God do with your plans for 2020? Your 2020 vision. God said to the world, you're shut down. You're going to make your plans? I'm going to determine your steps. 2021, what were your plans? What plans did you make? You made plans to go on holiday, do all this stuff? What plans did you make? You made your plans, but what did the Lord do? The Lord determined your steps. The Lord is sovereign over all things. We can make our plans, but we need to trust Him. So we talk to God. We talk to His people. And ultimately, we trust the Lord. Because we know 
we, we hold our plans out and we say, Lord, I've made this plan. I've prayed about this plan. But Lord, your will be done. Don't make your plans and hold them like this. Make your plans and say, Lord, I'm, I'm making it as best as I can, as wise as I can. But your will be done because, Lord, I trust in you. You determine our steps. You are sovereign over all things. You are the ultimate planner of creation. And yes, we make our decisions. You know what Joseph said at the end of life? You meant it for evil to his brothers. You meant it for evil. You planned this against me for evil. But God, he meant it for good. What was he saying? Brothers, you had a plan. (laughs) You wanted to kill me. You wanted to throw me away. You had a plan. But I had a dream and God fulfilled it. And God established it. And God determined my steps. And this is what God does. The plan of His salvation from all of creation, from before the foundation of the world, was to send His one and only Son. And no one, no one, no one can stop that plan. He died on the cross for us, fulfilling the plan of God. And guess what? Guess what, brothers and sisters? What's the plan? We know the end of the plan. He is coming again. He is coming again. And no matter what plans we make, you will not thwart that. He is coming again. And what that means is, who cares? Who cares in one sense, in one sense, with what Putin does? Yes, we care in some ways. We want to pray and we want to help people and whatever. But he will make his plans. But ultimately, ultimately, God is the ruler over all things. God's not scratching his head up in heaven wondering what on earth is going on. He knows all things. He is over all things. He establishes all things. He determines all things. And therefore, in our plans, we say, Lord, we trust you. Doesn't that humble us? The next time you take out your diary, careful what you write down. Take your time. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I could keep going, but I'm going to stop. Let's pray. Lord, we praise you for your sovereignty over this world. Lord, we make our plans, but we say, your will be done. And Lord, I pray that we would move in wisdom with all of the plans that we make. Help us, Lord, to take our time. Take a day, take a week, take some time before we make the decision. Lord, I pray we would take that time to talk to you and to talk to others. And Lord, ultimately, when we make that final call, when we do make that decision, because you've called us to make decisions and plans, I pray that we would surrender all of those plans into your hands. That we trust in you with every decision we make, leaning on you and your sovereign care for us. Amen. I thought in response we could sing together. Jesus, all for Jesus. So let's stand and sing.